0: Welcome to an emergency bonus pod episode of the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look, and this time an emergency look at the Seattle Sounders FC, blah, 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 and new non-foreign royalty ownership. I'm your host for mornings on 107.7 and I'm Gregor, and he's been all over that sideline making fart face. He's Brandon from the internet.
1: And currently at work, Brandon from the internet.
0: Hey, I'm also currently at work, okay?
1: <laughs> this is your job.
0: <laughs> Do us a quick solid, to click on through to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating.
1: Definitely 5 stars.
0: But primarily leave us a comment. We just want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC owner is. <laughs>
1: From Adrian Hanauer to the guy who wrapped his way into millions of dollars, Macklemore. I call also, him. Also, give us 10 stars. This is two pods in one week.
0: Oh my god, this is effort two pods, is one week. Unprecedented. <laughs> Bonus pod alert! Breaking news: Seattle Sounders FC announced a big ownership restructure involving OG money spender Joe Roth selling his stakes in the team to a whole lot of Seattle's rich people.
1: A door-to-door steak salesman, Joe Roth. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) No, but (laughs) did you ever have that growing up? Like there were like door-to-door guys, like they sold meat like out of their van.
0: Have you ever seen that? They would steal the meat, right, and then they would sell. No, they they
1: sold it. They well, did the opposite of stealing it.
0: My, no, no, no. Like you, you steal it from like a grocery store, and then you go in, you you sell it to people like uh, on the street.
1: Oh yeah, uh, but they sold it on the street, as in like my street. And my dad bought a bunch of it, and so our <laughs> freezer was like full of all of this meat for like two years because we didn't eat steak that often. And uh, w- then we did. So anyway, this all goes back to the point that Joe Roth sold us steaks, and that's the joke.
0: <laughs> you know what makes our podcast so good and funny is the explanation of all our jokes. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, so, Brandon, this maneuver by Seattle Sounders FC on the surface seems comparable to, like, the power team that owns rival MLS club LAFC, currently at the top of the table, who built the brand on the backs of, like, Will Ferrell, soccer great Mia Hamm, and Mr. Smiley, Tony Robbins.
1: Yeah, I mean, they went—I think the the joke when they started was, holy you guys have— a thousand owners, but you know that ended up being great for their visibility. I mean, you've got Will Farrell wearing LASC gear basically everywhere he goes. Um, Tony Robbins, I don't really know what he does, but they had a, like a lot of powerful guys invested in that club, and then you guys and and women, and then you see them go. And well, they're atop the supporter shield standings right now. I'm not saying that's a correlation or even related in any way, um, but it is. It is interesting that the yeah, 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 yeah. Because I would
0: I would feel so worried if I was a club like Seattle right now, throwing that many cooks in the kitchen. There's like a lot of people. We'll get to them all here in a second with like really specialized abilities and traits. But you've got you know 400 new families that are all part of it. Also, they kept saying 11 families. It feels like it's become a crime organization, right?
1: I, I thought that they were going for like the Fast and Furious route, like uh, that new Fast and Furious movie that's out, Hobbs and Shaw, and like all those Fast and Furious movies are always about like, oh, it's about a family. It's like, no, it's about racing really fast cars. And yeah, I'm like,
0: stuff. Donna Corleone has got a 4% stake in.
1: <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, Merritt Paulson, the owner of the Timbers, is going to wake up with a horse head in his bed.
0: <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Okay, so we're adding a gazillion people to this pot of ownership, including some really big names, the Le Macklemore's and the Russell Wilson's and stuff of the celebrity ilk, but what does that mean in terms of the finances of the club when you bring that many people together?
1: So according to Hanauer, so I, there are a couple of things on Twitter that have been disputed at this point. Uh, one thing is, is that this, even with this massive group of people pooling all of their finances to buy Joe Roth steak, uh, somebody was saying that their, their net worth is still a hundred million dollars short of, uh, of Joe Roth's, which I think is bullshit because the CEO of Microsoft is Satya Nadella and he's on this ownership group and he alone is like, insanely rich because, you know, Microsoft, but
0: well, and their CFO also like they have a ton there. of people, I like a c- ton of people. Yeah.
1: And I think that the, the, the main takeaway here is that they went and bought Joe Roth's stake, uh, which means that even though all of those people have all of that money, money, which is well worth uh, or like well over what Joe Ross stake was, it does not mean that there's like a new pot of money for the Sounders to dip into in order to go pay transfer fees and sign big players. So, um, and that's according to Hanauer. So like all of these new player, like new, new owners have come in and dropped, you know, I think Joe Ross original stake was $20 million. It's probably worth well over that now, 10 years down the road and the Sounders are what they are. Um, So they've they've come in and bought Roth's stake, but it does not increase the team's value. It doesn't increase um, the Sounders' access to funds. So what that means is don't expect the Sounders to go and sign Luis Suarez anytime soon.
0: (laughs) One day, I hope that happens. Even if it's just for a one-day contract, I really hope that the Suarez buy finally happens.
1: Nico Ladero will pay that fee. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, we've been uh, we've been talking about all these people that did it, so let's take a look at the actual new ownership group. Starting with, and I think this is important, Adrian Hanauer and his Hanauer football group, uh, they take a little bit more and they retain that majority shareholder-ness. <laughs> so that yeah, means so if- all the decisions ultimately have to go through Hanauer, which I think has been successful for them so far, even though he might be a little too sensitive to what the knuckleheads that cheer for the team think.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the most interesting things here is that despite, you know, 11 new groups of people coming in to own the team, Hanauer still is like the big decision maker here. He still owns most of the team and in fact picked up more of a percentage of his ownership uh, in this transaction, which is awesome because he is single-handedly push this team from, well, him and Drew Carey uh, have pushed this team from where they were 10 years ago to where they are now.
0: It's so crazy that Drew Carey is still an owner. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I don't know. about that all the time.
1: <laughs> as soon as they get a team in Cleveland, he out.
0: <laughs> um, so, you already mentioned the Microsoft CEO, also the CFO, plus a lot of people with experience officer in their titles, which I don't know what that even means, but great. Uh, <laughs>
1: I am an officer of the experience. You have the right to remain having
0: fun. <laughs> you have a right to remain Jimi hendrix Mac Mack uh Russell Wilson and Ciara are partial owners. Then uh, this David, David Nathanson, who's a partial owner of the Seattle NHL team with no name as well. So that's a, that's a lot. Um, who else are we talking?
1: So other people who are owning this team. So you mentioned David Nathanson. We also have Nathan Davidson, who is David Nathanson's evil twin, who hates hockey. <laughs> I think the uh, the Fremont Troll has a, mi- a minority stake in the team. Oh, uh,
0: I heard a consortium of like a dozen construction cranes got in on it. That's pretty smart.
1: Yeah, it's cool that they all pooled their resources and were able to we able to uh, to you know buy like two percent in this team. Fraser has a, a stake in this team, although not Niles Crane.
0: Oh, speaking of cranes, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Squatch, the, the old Sonics mascot has been, you know, he's been he thought he was just going to retire on that money, but now he's trying to do something with it.
0: Who knew that he saved so much? Great job. That's that's really nice. I heard the Estate of Spoonman got some uh, got a couple bucks in there as well. That's good.
1: Shout out to Spoonman.
0: <laughs> also, um the kit manager, I'm going to have to update that number 19 jersey changing it to ownership With uh, two peas, because Harry got himself a slice, I hear.
1: (laughs) I heard that. I heard that uh, three dead orcas, we finally know what they're doing. They were never (laughs) able to recover the bodies, but it turns out that they've pooled all their resources to buy a stake in this team.
0: (laughs) Piano guy from Pike Place Market, he's in. Uh,
1: The act of tossing a fish is an owner.
0: (laughs) Someone from the Amazon, not like... Not like the buildings down in South Lake Union, but the actual Amazon, like a tribal person there. Yeah, uh, shout-outs
1: to some tribal representation, even though it isn't like the Seattle tribe. <laughs> Big Mario from Big Mario's has a stake. Her little brother, Little Mario, has a stake. Super Mario, Mario Lopez, Mario Andretti, all those guys got in on it.
0: That's a lot of Marios!
1: <laughs> uh, Ivar from Ivar's.
0: <laughs> some guy called Braxton who lives on Capitol Hill.
1: Yeah, cool for them for including him.
0: And then uh, uh, from the uh, from the Instagram, someone got left out of the ownership group. That's a pretty serious na- list of names that they had, but uh, F is for forgot to invite B-Rad, says Brad Evans on Instagram.
1: I'm not convinced that Brad isn't out there looking for D.B. Cooper's lost fortune uh, somewhere over the Cascades. That way he can grab that money and buy a stake in this team. Dude. Maybe even buying out Adrian Hanauer's stake.
0: Somebody asked me why I wasn't a part owner, and I just want to touch on something real quick. I'm not going to say whether I am or not. Okay, because I don't want to give that away. But just remember, there's also shadow owners from the dark web. And I'm just saying that if Brad Evans did find D.B. Cooper's money, who's to say that he's not a secret shadow owner in Seattle Sounders FC? And this comment with all the likes on it is just to throw everyone off his trail.
1: (laughs) I I bet you that um, the reason that he hasn't found it is because D.B. Cooper has all of that money, invested it in Bitcoin, and now he's an owner of this team. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he sold at just the right time last summer. Perfect. Great job. Yeah. Uh, I'm look, looking to see if there's any outrage on the uh, on the internet. Lots of it is positive. A lot of it is asking about Antifa. Right. What's the point? This doesn't get better players, better results or anything, just more chefs in the kitchen. Actually, you brought this up to me, Brandon, that like you're adding a bunch of people to this mix, but there's no extra money, so like, why get so many more people involved?
1: So I think one of the, um, overlooked aspects of this story, yes, you have all of these new owners and it's awesome that a lot of them, most of them have Seattle roots. They either run a business here or, uh, they play football here or, um, they're Macklemore. Um, I think that what's interesting is is what came out of it is that it sounds like uh, Joe Roth uh, mentioned about 15 months ago that he was going to sell his stake in the team. He told Adrian Hanauer, and originally there was um, a team of like a, a private equity firm in California who was aggressively looking to buy the the stake in uh, Joe Roth stake. And what that means is, and, and the reason that that's an issue is that because private equity firms, their job is to make... Make money. So they'll look at really aggressive short-term investments that are going to reap a lot of money and a lot of benefits, but then not be in it for the long-term game. The Sounders have been a 10-year club uh, in MLS, but have been a club for 40 years um, overall, and hopefully for 40 and, and many more. So what that is, is Adrian Hanauer has always been a very responsible business, been managing this club in a way that's uh, sustainable, um, He's not interested in these in these like super wealthy type owners who come in and invest a lot of money in, in, in an unsustainable way, because then your club is, you know, who knows where Atlanta United's going to be in a couple of years. So look at where New England Revolution is now. They have like one of the richest men uh, in the United States owning their club but they're completely neglected by their owner um so i think that the the what ended up happening was instead of joe roth selling his stake to this private equity firm that uh is not based here and and might not understand anything about the sport uh instead you have these 11 people who are uh seattle based and hopefully already fans of the team coming in and basically buying it to keep the ownership in seattle another thing that could happen and who knows where we're at in 10 years who knows where mls is at in 10 years and where the sounders are at in 10 years but say this Things weren't going well, and the Sounders were doing a Mariners and uh, needed a new stadium or a new deal or something like that. If there, if a private equity firm from California owns this team or owns a big stake in this team, there's the possibility that Seattle could lose their MLS team. That possibility is a lot less when you look at um, a bunch of guys and women who are based in Seattle, uh, who will will be way less likely to do that. I mean, that's exactly what happened to the Sonics, and, and I think the Sounders were really. Really smart, and Adrian was really smart to uh, line up this deal with with this group of owners rather than uh, go to the quick and easy uh, private equity firm.
0: Also, something a little bit more obvious. I saw a lot of like, why would anyone do this? Like, why would you get involved with eleven investors? Part of it is to put some celebrity shine on it to get a little attention. The other part is that you got you're trying to. Avoid what you just said. And then third, there's a huge investment opportunity with the World Cup that's been purchased for North America. I mean, secured for North America in 2026. We're expecting a huge surge (laughs) in soccer popularity. U.S. soccer hopefully will get their act together. There'll be some more investment looking like this as MLS is growing. I feel like this is a really positive move if you're looking to make a bit of a... If you're looking to buy an asset and watch it grow right before your eyes, you could be making a great gamble right now. You got Russell Wilson tweeting that he's stoked for his kids to grow up loving soccer. <laughs> then we just get this emergency breaking news.
1: <laughs> breaking news: Future, aka Sierra's ex, who hated Russell Wilson for who hates Russell Wilson for raising his child, just bought steak in the Fartland Timbers.
0: <laughs> he's just going to be sending all all Fartland gear from now on <laughs> at the holidays. That's I awesome. think.
1: To your point, what's really interesting is like obviously a major investment opportunity. Uh, at, yeah, so the the World Cup is coming to Canada, United States, and Mexico in 2026. Um, Seattle is on the short list for for stadiums who could who could uh, be featured in that World Cup. What's more interesting is that in 2027, it just came out like a couple of days ago that. Um, that the Sounders are interested in or not the Sounders, but the United States is interested in getting the women's world cup. And if, after seeing how profitable it was just in France last, uh, this year, um, I think that there's even more profitability, uh, Right there, and and so yeah, it's it's not just like interesting that a bunch of Seattle people made this purchase. It's it's actually a, probably a good business investment for them as well.
0: Okay, so moving on, we've got some questions that we want to see answered after we've seen this and started to to digest it. Kind of some of the impact, some of the big what ifs, or what will happen.
1: I'm curious with this kind of ownership, with with specifically Russell Wilson now being a part owner of the Seattle Sounders, does that mean that this paves the way for Roman Torres to be sold to the Seahawks to play linebacker?
0: <laughs> you almost got it out, Brandon. You almost got it. <laughs> uh, does this open the door for Chad Marshall to backup dance for Sierra?
1: I think what more importantly is during this whole meet and greet, and uh, they had all of the owners down, and they were talking to all of this, all of the players. And uh, I'm just curious if, if Satya Nadella, aka CEO of Microsoft, needs a t- new tech guy because I'm pretty sure I saw him asking Harry Ship to fix his computer monitors. <laughs>
0: It's, it's, when you get the one that goes up and down and one that goes sideways, that's tough, man. you gotta, you got to bring in a real pro for that. And now that Harry is Harry ownership, uh, he's definitely going to have more of a say. So, great stuff. Then forget recyclable parlay kits. Hot garbage. Next year, Sounders, they're going to be getting their kits from the thrift shop? Low-hanging fruit, Brandon. I
1: know. They're not going to be matching and they won't fit, but it was a glitter sale and they were hella cheap, goddammit.
0: (laughs) So there's a lot that's coming from this and we got a lot of thoughts and um, (laughs) more dumb questions like this that we can explore down the road here. I just want to know overall, what's your read on this? Is this hot Hot or garbage garbage?
1: I'd say hot, hot. Overall. I think it's, it's great. It gets a lot of eyeballs on the team with, with owners like Russell Wilson and, and Sierra and, and Macklemore and their assorted children and all the other people who are owning the team. I think it's really interesting. I think, um, what could be interesting is if, if you, you run into this too many cooks in the kitchen question, but you have a lot of people here with a lot of great business experience. Um, who will be maybe more willing to make some decisions to push the business of soccer forward. Um, and, and sometimes that business, as you see in LA LAFC and in Atlanta is to make an, a big investment in a big player. And that pays off dividends in, uh, merchandise and filling the stadium and, and uh, deals and things like that. So overall, I think it's hot. hot. I think you have a lot of great, Great experience there. There's opportunity there with the new NHL team uh, with some crossover ownership, Um, obviously some opportunity with the Sounders. I think what the Sounders have missed since um, they separated their business entities with the Seahawks has been a lot of this operational experience that came from uh, the Seahawks and their front office. And so maybe adding a lot of these business people and, um, and this kind of experience will will maybe help shape and, and strengthen the sounders operational side.
0: I'm also gonna join you in saying that this is hot. Hi, Specifically because I saw one of my radio colleagues write a really like sensational clickbaity article about this. They wrote this and the community, there's something about putting Russell Wilson and Ciara on there, and the community of listeners were immediately attracted to it. And so if you're adding a big name, high profile celebrity that's got a great reputation in Seattle, even if he's a little corny or whatever, and you can get that many more people to, instead of, let's see a football player, like we think of in America, lending himself to a game that you otherwise might, kind of like the divide in politics, where it's like, well, the other side likes that, and I don't like it, therefore it sucks. When you see someone bridge the gap there, suddenly there might be a whole lot more Seattle Sounders fans, and a yeah. lot more people that bring soccer to the foreground, which, as the ultimate snobby. You know usually with music hipster that I can be it makes me mad that the thing I love will have to be shared with everybody but I think ultimately <laughs> for the game and for the profile of the of MLS this is a really good way to do it without like you described having to get a big major you know foreign investor to step in and put some oil money into it or something like that you don't have a city group that's stepping in or yeah. uh, the the um, gentleman that owns part of laFC that also owns Cardiff in the Premier League or you don't have Cronky right. or uh, Kraft or something like that it's still feels pretty seattle and pretty grassroots but also can raise the profile so i give it a high so, Hi.
1: so what you're saying is that russell wilson is the cool jock in high school who sees the band geek getting bullied and says no guys this guy's actually cool and then everybody lifts him up on their shoulders and freeze frame and they go into uh championship mode hot garbage